Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. First, I want to start the show off by acknowledging early on when I started this show, I had distra- I had supporters. I had a few supporters, and, and that's always good. And then I had detractors. Detractors who like to talk a lot of shit, you know. And what's good is today, you know, I can say they're all cut out. That's good. And I know that they're probably still listening, trying to make themselves feel better about themselves, you know. They're just one ho-ho away, you know. Oh, I'll eat that donut. Oh, if you insist. Yeah. And, you know, to that, I say, well, the show is successful. And I'm very thankful that it's successful. And I worked hard for it to be successful and to go into films and talk about the films that we love things that we love not talking about people failing all the time people usually you know if you're that negative you need to go you need to go you know and maybe at a later date we'll talk about pumping iron because i do love doing that you know because some of us have to keep our weight down you know but you know, I'm not I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about films. Good films. And in the coming months, we're going to talk about such films as In and Out, you know? Because even those who sound gay should watch it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. In fact, I'm sure a few of my listeners sound gay. Yeah. But it's okay. It's not gay. It's L.A. Yeah. So... Tonight, I promise you, it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. Because the fly in the room, we're going to talk about that. I figured it's as if the Simpsons have written the universe. They haven't failed us yet, have they? And I was watching earlier Treehouse Horror. I forget which one. It was in 97, so I guess do the math. Where Bart turns into a fly, you know, kind of like the movie The Fly with Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. And um, then all of a sudden the debate came on and there was a fly and it was like, oh my God, the Simpsons, they have written the future. It is just amazing, isn't it? I want to thank Matt Groening, the creator of The Simpsons. I want to thank the filmmakers of The Fly. Oh, yeah. You know, if you've ever seen The Fly, and I remember seeing it at a young age, and it was it's, it is spooky. It's, it's you know, there's a, 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 a book of it, or I think a short story, and then there's the movie in the 50s, and then there's the 1986 movie with Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is pretty eccentric. We've we've discussed that on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast when it was the Dr. Zeus Podcast about people who are eccentric. I'm an eccentric, but Jeff Goldblum takes the cake. It's as if we need an eccentric scientist in this movie. Oh, Independence Day, throw him in! The fly, throw him in! Throw Gina Davis in! I think they were married at that time. I don't know. Well, so those love scenes, they didn't have to fake that. But anyway, it's just another day at the office. Um, the fly. Jeff Goldblum. Gina Davis. A fly. A scientist. A scientist. 
a machine. Um, yeah. The fly. And I, and I bring that up because I think we all saw tonight's debate and the fly. And I figured, you know, that's just a fitting movie to talk about. And it's in Halloween's coming up. The theme of scary movies, science fiction, body horror. That's how to describe the fly by David Cronenberg. Yes. Yes. Not Michael Bay. The Fly was released August 15th, 1986. The massive acclaim. It grossed $60 million. $9 million budget. Not bad. I love this. Um, it won a Best Makeup uh, Oscar. It is the only film directed by Cronenberg to do so. <laughs> Seth Brundle, Brundle, a brilliant but eccentric scientist, meets Veronica Quaif, a science journalist at a press event in Toronto. Takes her back to the warehouse and shows her the telepods. Not teletubbies, but teletubs. Telepods. And allows the incestuous teleportation between pods. Yes. Oh, and he did that with the baboon, and then you know what happened to the baboon, yeah. Or his brother, I think it was. That, that's a disturbing point in the movie, is he does that with the baboons. One of them fries to death. Yeah. The fly. Okay, so here's what happens in the fly. We're not just going to talk about the fly, the fly. What inspired tonight's show is, you know, we're watching the debate, and it's as if fate, it, it, fate is smiling upon us. Yes, I know, four years ago, fate was not smiling upon us. And it says, if the fly, you know, they always say the flies are attracted to shit, the fly and the ointment. And it says, if that moment the fly said this candidate is full of shit and landed on it. Now, if that had happened earlier, oh my God, we would have had a field day with the other candidates, you know. And I figured, you know, let's talk about the movie The Fly. And then it just so happens the Simpsons tied it all together. This is one big treehouse. 31, maybe, or 35. Who knows? Who knows? You know? Um, I'm, I'm in a good mood because, you know, it's good to know that when you cut people off, you don't have to hear that buzzing noise anymore. You don't. And that's why this is a good show tonight. I believe in myself. I believe in this show. I've believed in this show since the beginning. You know, people have tried to detract me from doing the show, from talking about what I talk about, all because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, you know, if you take a look in the mirror, detractors, I would feel uncomfortable too with the way you look. But, you know, let's... Let's save that for another day, because karma is a bitch. But anyway, anyway, um, mm. so here we go. Seth and Ronnie begin a relationship, and at some time he tries to figure out what went wrong with the telepods. After transporting two differently cooked steaks, he finds out that the machines is creating a synthetic version of the object rather than the object itself. Seth is further inspired to reprogram that telepod 
I keep seeing Teletubby, but anyway, to understand the makeup of living tissue. And he successfully teleports a second baboon. Ronnie departs before they can celebrate, and Seth worries that she is rethinking her relationship. Yeah. With her editor, whatever. Ronnie has left to confront Stathis about a veiled threat spurred by his jealousy of Seth to publish the Telepod story without her consent. Seth teleports himself alone, aware that, unaware that a housefly has slipped inside the transporter pod with him. He emerges from receiving the pod, seeming normal. Seth and Ronnie reconcile, reconcile yeah, sex. Seth exhibits strength extreme strength, stamina, and sexual potency, which he believes is a result of teleportation, purifying his body. He has sugar cravings. <laughs> that makes me think of that Simpsons moment where Bart's eating that, well, the, the fly Bart is eating that bag of sugar. And Ronnie is concerned about Seth's deteriorating sanity and also the strange bristly hairs growing from a wound on his back. Oh, God. Zeth becomes arrogant and violent, insisting that the teleportation process is beneficial and tries to force Ronnie to undergo teleportation. Ew. When she refuses, he abandons her. She goes to a bar and partakes in an arm wrestling match, which he leaves his opponent with a compound fracture. He meets a woman named Tawny. <laughs> brings her back into the warehouse. They have intercourse. I love how they word that. And Seth tries to coerce her into teleporting. Ronnie rescues her from teleportation. Seth throws Ronnie out, but he has fingernails begin falling off. Ew, he realized something went wrong during his teleportation. He checks his computer records and discovers that the telepod computer confused by the presence of two life forms and sending the pod fused him with the fly and the molecular genetic level this is disturbing yeah so then she discovers that she's pregnant oh lord yes and she tries to go and have an abortion. Um, I guess Cronenberg is against abortions. I don't know. We know that Mike Pence is. But anyway, yeah. you know what's good is, is I realize that I can throw politics in here. You know, because when I look at Mike Pence, I not only see a man who probably cruises on Grinder often. You know, he probably calls his wife mother. He's not allowed to be alone with another woman. Yeah. Do you catch my drift or, or drip? He looks like something out of um, one of those horror movies where the hair, everyone's hair is white, you know, the pod people. Yeah. He would fit perfectly into the movie The Fly. You know, Jeff Goldblum would just throw him in that telepod and boom, maybe like maybe put a potato in there and then splice him in Mike Pence's body is now a potato, like Mr. Potato Head, you know? See, let's have a little fun tonight. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking of Mike Pence's favorite movies, you know, In and Out, Brokeback Mountain, when the missus isn't there. Um, you know, when she's at the gynecologist, and he's against that. You shouldn't go, only I can check down there. Yeah, tell that to Sharon Stone. But anyway, um, what other films would be really good for Mike Pence to watch? Mmm, The Velvet um, Goldmine, uh, Short Bus. Oh, he would just love Short Bus. Those of us who have seen Short Bus will understand. What else? 
call me by your name? Oh no, that's that's too um, sophisticated for Mike Pence. You know, he's got to have something dirty and dumb. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe one of those flicks from the seventies. You know, that took place at Fire Island. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Fly. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. You know, my friend, a friend of this show, Church Mouse, who we all love, has had a crush on Jeff Goldblum. I think he told me that. I could be wrong. If you if you're listening right now, you can correct me, message me. He's gonna come on the show and we're gonna talk about The Exorcist coming soon. It's such a feel-good movie, you know. I'm wondering. You know, since the Simpsons are writing the future, um, if I watch The Exorcist the day of the presidential debate, does that mean that someone's going to vomit up green pea soup and their head's going to spin around? I mean, you know, uh, you know, hair wise, though, another movie that we could reference, you know, in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the Nazi guy. <laughs> You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> he he picks the wrong cup, you know, because Dr. Schneider purposely made sure he picked the cup that was going to take life from him. And, you know, his hair got all gray and started to fall out and he turned into a skull. And I thought, you know, his hair reminds me of someone's, you know, it's orange and it's dilapidated and maybe if he drinks from the wrong grail too, you know, he chose Polly. Yeah, yeah. We could talk to Harrison Ford about that, you know. I I've often said on this show, you know, movies movies do something to us, and The Fly did something to my friend. Obviously, it gave him a, a you know, it made him excited. Um, beyond belief and and it's a science fiction movie science fiction movies are often written off you know um, but you think of how interesting they are I mean I know people who write off Doctor Who it's science fiction it's entertaining okay <sighs> The Fly yeah I will say that I think Jeff Goldblum was pretty hot back then you know Especially in that movie. But then when he turned into a fly, it was like, no, I if he was on Grinder, I don't think anyone would pick him up. Now Gina Davis. Gina Davis. This is of course before the Oscar, before the accidental tourist, before Beetlejuice, before Thelma and Louise. It's hard to believe that Thelma and Louise is twenty nine years old. Came out almost thirty years ago. Jeff Goldblum went on to do many, many, many films. One that comes to mind, because tonight it's all about showing your true colors. He did a movie, Vibes, with Cindy Lauper. Isn't that interesting? Not a bad movie. You know, I will say that Cindy Lauper can actually act on, like, Madonna. But anyway, I know, we throw shade. Um, Jeff Goldblum also did. Independence Day. He unfortunately decided to be in the sequel, I think. I've never seen it. I loved Jeff Goldblum on Will and Grace. He played this guy who was trying to take over Walker, Inc. And Karen Walker, you know. Yeah. Interesting. I If I could find the episode now, oh my goodness, we'd all be in stitches, but I can't find it. 
Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. David Cronenberg's The Fly. 34 years ago. To the day. To the day. That a fly landed on someone's head. Because you know, flies know. That's why if a fly lands on you, you better go take a shower. Or it knows you didn't take a shower. You know, it knows. It, the, a fly can smell bullshit. It can smell bullshit. And in tonight's case, it did. It did. And I'm proud of all of you for acknowledging that. You know, for writing a new book in history. Flies are like Trump supporters. Even if the bee could explain to the fly why pollen is better than shit, the fly would not understand. That's true. That's true. But that fly... Yes, that fly. David Cronenberg's fly. <laughs> David Cronenberg's fly. We're having fun here, okay? We're having fun. You know, science fiction, if you notice, people who go against science have problems. And those of you who don't like science fiction, you know, I know some smart people who love science fiction. One of my professors loved Star Trek. She does. Also loves Tool. I want to acknowledge her. She is very eccentric. And I love that. I love that. We once bonded in class because I brought a Patti Smith book with me and she was like, oh my God, you love Patti Smith? I said, yes. And I said, well, you know, people often compare her to Bob Dylan and she said she's better than Bob Dylan. That's such a great response. So... I'll dedicate tonight's episode to her because I'm sure she liked The Fly. She loves science fiction. I love science fiction. If you look at Adam Jones from Tool, he started out doing science fiction movies. Special effects department. Yep. So here we are. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if he worked on The Fly. Maybe we should ask him. I don't know. In the end, a man tries to splice himself with a fly. And that fly ends up landing on Mike Pence's head. What went wrong there? It could have been a baboon, a baboon landing on Mike Pence's head and taking a big dump. But it didn't. It didn't. But, you know, like that movie, All the President's Men, with Jason Robards, Dustin Hoffman, and Robert Redford. It's all about Deep Throat, isn't it? It's all about Deep Throat. As always, unpleasant dreams. Remember, if you have a dream, 